Warning, this podcast discusses the books in detail. It may contain spoilers. Welcome to Books and Brunch, a book club turned podcast. We're so glad you joined us. I'm Katera. And I'm Kara. Let's sit and chat and snack a while. Hey guys, we're back. Um, I'm sorry, it's been a little while. It has. I'm Kara. And I'm Katera. And we're here today um, for our Halloween special. I wish yes. we had some side effects. We're like, woo! I'll be <laughs> we'll our side those effects. Post. <laughs> <laughs> um, and we are here because we had to actually make a book change kind of close into our record date. We did. We had to pivot. It was... I think it was a hard decision. I didn't want to give up on what we were reading, but I also, my brain hurt trying to yeah. process the book. <laughs> trying yeah, to I process had a really hard book. time. So what we were going to read, and I think we mentioned this in our last recording, was I Remember You, and the author's name is Ursa, what did I say it was? Stepadora? Stepadaughter? I'm sorry. <laughs> so she's, Sergadaughter. Thank Sergadaughter. you. So I Remember You is an Icelandic crime fiction book that we thought we were, it's it's like a ghost story, and we thought we were going to be able to really follow along, but with some of the translation issues and the names, it was really hard to get away from that. Absolutely. And, um, so, and the story was very, what's the word? It was very detailed. Yes. Um. I I told my therapist I was like it was it was using a lot of brain power. It took a lot of like mm-hmm. trying to process what I just read. Mm-hmm. Um and while it was really great in detail, the detail went on and on and on and then I kind of lost my place. And I'm like what were we even talking about? Right. I had to reread. The chapters are very long, which I always kind of struggle with. Um so I I think I got further along than you did. And I think so. I don't even know what I read. <laughs> so I got right. to a point where I had read like a whole chapter and had to kind of look back and I called Kay and was like, can we so? pivot? <laughs> yeah. But and I think, I, I think like all that I really remember is like a guy and his family go to this like very secluded island. They're like ushered over mm-hmm. by boat and I don't really remember a whole lot after that. No, there's like haunting I, on the island and there was a boy that went missing and there's like too many stories going on at once and it's hard to keep track of things. And I think it was going to come together, but I mean, it hadn't come together by chapter 12 and I think that there were 30 chapters maybe. Yeah, I, I don't even remember. Um, And so, I mean, not one of our picks, but if that's something that maybe you're interested in, I don't want to say had really it's great not a reviews. good book. Yeah, it did. It, James Patterson, who is, you know, one of my favorite authors, mm-hmm. ha- had it as a recommend. And so I, it just was not for me, though. Yeah, no, I agree. <clears throat> I was a little disappointed that I struggled so much while reading um, because it had such great reviews mm-hmm. and I kind of wanted to see what all the hype was about. Um, but that once I got into it, it was almost like I was dreading reading it. Yeah. And I just was like, it's <clears throat> just so hard to follow through, like to follow along with mm-hmm. that. I just had a hard time mm-hmm. even wanting to read it, which I agree, which that kind of was my point that I was like, if I don't even want to try to read this, 
Like, why Why right. am I going to keep trying? No. So, instead, we picked Practical Magic by Alice Hoffman. Um, it is actually what kind of led us more to this was that it's the 25th anniversary. Yes, of the movie, too. Yes. And so, um, we picked this book because we knew it maybe it would have a little easier time reading. The pages were less and... <laughs> Right, it just it just feels like an easy read. Right, <clears throat> I feel like for me it was a little nostalgic because I remember the movie, mm-hmm. um, and so I it was a, like a refresher. I mean, I mean, I told you that I was like I kind of wanted to just watch the movie again. I know, and then I wanted to wait until after I read it because I didn't want to like it's kind of like rereading a story. Mm-hmm. Um, even though I hadn't read it before, I had seen the movie, and I didn't want to spoil it for myself by. Being like, oh, yeah, I forgot that happened. <laughs> I know. And I couldn't find it anywhere that was free, so you have to pay to rent it, sadly. But <laughs> Oh, that's right. <laughs> so today we'll be talking about practical magic, and our snack is... Ooh, I made a French apple tart. Um, the recipe was like Ina Garten, um, and it smells like heaven. <clears throat> I also made rosemary breadsticks... Uh, which I told you I think next time I would doctor the heck out of. Mm -hmm. The recipe was very simple, and while simple can be really great, it's also very kind of bland. And so I think I would up it. It feels like it it needs something like a dipping sauce or something kind of in addition to it. But, I mean, it still tastes good. And then I made us apple margaritas. So they are... Apple hard cider, um, tequila, uh, simple syrup. A lot of tequila. Yeah, I think I (laughs) lost count. (laughs) This is what a distracted mama does. She just keeps on putting shots and was like, oops, I think this is three or I think this is four. So there's only supposed to be four, and I'm not sure if I put four or five in. So Fun. Oops. Um, And then simple syrup, and then you mix it. And serve it on ice with a cinnamon sugar rim and uh, apple slice to garnish. And we'll we'll share some pictures because we took some pictures outside. Yes. Um, but it all looks so yummy and that tart smells so good. Yes. <laughs> so as we get started, there are four sections of the book, um, which I really thought the titles were cute. Yes. So the first section is Superstitions. And we meet Sally and Jillian Owen, who are sisters. And they're part of this family who are kind of odd. They're kind of, um, uh, like, outcasted from the town. Right. And it's kind of unclear if they're, or maybe I, like, overread it, but it sounds like they live in Salem, Massachusetts. I don't but think maybe they not do. quite Salem, but, but think, it's in that, like, area of the North right. Shore of Massachusetts. And you I know, think that... That, too, because they're kind of, like, they live on, like, the cusp of town and people kind of, like, cross the street when they walk by them. It makes me think of something like like a story you would make up about a creepy neighbor when you were a kid. <clears throat> that, you know, well, you don't want to go over there. That guy does whatever, right? Right. And so I think that stories had circulated so much with them about being witches and all sorts of things that... They really did become outsiders and separated themselves. Right. Um, And so the whole time town finds them to be odd and that if anything goes wrong in the town, it's like that family's fault. Right. 
this big storm flooded the town. It's the Owens sisters' fault. (laughs) Right. And the Owens, Sally and Jillian live with their aunts. And we don't find their names out until much later, which I think is interesting. Right. Um... So, Jillian is the younger sister? Yes. Um, And she is, like, boy crazy very early on in her life. And she marries, like, multiple men Mm -hmm. (laughs) and decides to leave the family home, which is, like, a big no-no. Well, and boys just fell in love with her. Right. And they were, like, puppy dogs. And she would go get ice cream and they would follow her home, like... (laughs) I think I think part of it was she is boy, that she is boy crazy, but I think the other part is there's just something about her mm-hmm. that they just are attracted like to, right, just right. want to be close and near mm-hmm. to and learn more about. And Sally, the older of the sisters, stays home and she meets a man, eventually marries him. His name is Michael. Tell me how that apple tart is. Oh, my god! You can see her face. Oh, my goodness. It is so good. It is sweet, and the bottom is crunchy. <laughs> you should just have a bite because okay. I'm going to. I don't want to eat this by myself. And I don't want to crunch in my chair by myself. Very good. I would make that again. <laughs> yes. Oh, man. Sorry, guys. Ooh, but yes, Sally marries Michael, and I, I really feel like when we're introduced to Michael, he is the epitome of, okay, let me rephrase this. He would be like my dream husband. Mm-hmm. Like when I was a kid, if I, when I thought of the man, the type of man I wanted to marry, he is it. And I know that's not for everyone, which is kind of why I wanted to rephrase Um, because that's not the type of guy for everyone. Right. Mm -hmm. But I just, I just imagine him being like just consistent and kind and just Mm -hmm. my kind of guy. But so Michael has like very slowly just become family for the aunts, um, and just helpful and they love him and everybody loves him. And they have two kids, two girls, Antonia and Kylie. And she can tell that there's kind of some changes in the house, like Mm -hmm. the vibes change. And um, it goes from, so first the family was cursed. And so there's like, that they were filled with misfortune. And then there's more like now calm vibes now that Michael is there and the girls are there. Oh, can we just can we can we step back a tiny bit because I we really skipped over the girls' observations of their aunts when they were children. So Jillian and Sally lived with their aunts, um, and in one particular part, they like recall sneaking down an extra set of stairs and just listening and peeping through a crack that the aunts would make like spells. For people, specifically for love. Um, you know, you wanted someone to love you, <clears throat> to be in love with you. Um, and they would, like, try to help them or whatever it was. And so these girls, when they're, when they're children, really just are like, do I like this? Do I not like this? Is it, you know, good or evil? 
Um, and so the ants had this reputation of being someone who could help you if you had like a problem in love. Mm-hmm. Um, so as they get older, they, I feel like Sally separates herself from that because because she'd been an outcast her whole life, mm-hmm. growing up in that position and in she that really environment. Wants, like a normal, she life. wants a normal life and she wants a normal childhood for her girls mm-hmm. because she grew up like people teasing her. Mm-hmm. And then the ants tell Sally that Michael is cursed with a death watch beetle. Oh, yes. This makes me sad. Mm-hmm. She doesn't believe them, of course. I mean, who would want to? Until she sees the beetle under his chair. Mm-hmm. And she tries to beg them to stop. And um, basically, Michael is killed. Doesn't he step off a curb and get hit by a bus or something? Yes. It's very tragic. Oh, yep. this says drunk teenagers. Maybe in the movie it's by a bus. I think I in the movie remember. it's by a bus. But these these were drunk teenagers. And so Sally becomes very depressed. She, like, stays in bed for a whole year. She doesn't talk. She's mute um, and just ignores the ants because she feels like they... Right. Caused like this great right. sadness. But the ants do are helpful because they basically take over care of the girls for a right. year. I can't imagine. I mean, I could imagine. That's what imagination is. But I like trying to process if if something like that happened to me. Mm-hmm. As terrible as it sounds. So Josh and Levi went uh, left this morning for camping with Cub Scouts. Um. And my brain on my way here, and this is like anxiety brain or whatever you want to consider it, on my way over here, I was like, you know, what if they weren't in an accident together and died? Like, I would lose my husband and my youngest son. Mm-hmm. Like, and, and why, why, why does my brain do that to me? It's terrible. No one likes to think like that. I don't want to think those things. Mm-hmm. Um I know he's got good life insurance, but I want to keep him around a long time. I don't want him. To, I don't. I would do without money if I could keep him a long right. time. Uh, but so I just tried to picture like how how would I process something like that? And I think I would be, I think I would be like that and just, I I would be a puddle. It makes me think of this is really crazy because it's another Sandra Bullock movie. <laughs> um, is Hope Floats. Oh, yes. And how, I mean, so it's not death, it's a divorce, but she, like, how she's with her mom, and her mom is just, like, what can I get you? And, like, just that, like, I would want someone to care for me in those kind of same ways. Um, But then, so Sally has this moment of, like, um, I've got to stop, like. It's time to get out of bed. Right, it's time to get out of bed. And she decides she's going to move. To New York. Um, but her daughters do not want to go because they've grown attached to the ants. Right. Um, they're very angry <laughs> about it. Antonia specifically. I can imagine. I mean, I was a teenager when we moved out of state and I was devastated. I lost my friends. I had no time to make new friends before school started. My older brother ran away from home. Um so I can relate to that, like being moved with no, I mean, my parents did it because 
financially it was a better shift for them. Which as I to- a kid, you don't understand. Right, that. but as a kid, I don't understand. And I think that they don't even really necessarily understand her reasons right. why. Just more like, there's no consideration for my thoughts or feelings. I just get dragged along for the ride, right? Right. right. Um, and they just, like, beg and beg and beg. Like, please, we want to go back. We want right. to go back. Um, and at one point, she, like, sort of gives in and says, but then they stay. It's kind of confusing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but she likes the fact that the girls are, like, on a united front because they're so opposite. They're very much like Sally and Jillian mm-hmm. were. And so. Well, and they did take a trip. They did take a trip every summer to the ends, right? I think so. And so they had, they still had time with them, but it's not the same when you live with someone Mm -hmm. for a long time to going to see them once a year for a week. Right. Right. So then it goes to the next section, which is premonitions. Mm. And we find out that Sally does not leave New York, but now she works for the high school where Antonia goes to school. And she is very popular, Antonia. She's 16 at this point. I think she reminds Sally a lot of Jillian. Mm -hmm. And Kylie is 13 and very unhappy with herself. She's very, like, quiet and kind of sad. I guess in today, well, I don't know that emo is necessarily a thing, but in my day. (laughs) Right, that was a whole thing. She kind of reminds me of, like, what you would be like, you're emo. Right. (laughs) Wearing all dark clothes and dark makeup and listening to dark music and whatever, right? But I think she reminds Sally a lot of herself, just very, Mm -hmm. very different from her sister. So, you you know, obviously because of the nature of the family, Sally does does have some, like, capabilities right so she gets this like intuition of like disaster but that day kind of goes okay until nighttime and it's like it gets really humid there's like a knocking in the attic the wind is really strong and then there's a ring around the moon and and throughout the book they tell you like what these like Really odd things kind of signified. Right. Right. Um, That, like, one thing would be, like, something bad is going to happen or something, like. Right, or expect to to expect something in the next coming hours or days. Right. And then all of a sudden, Jillian arrives at Sally's house. So throughout the whole time that they are estranged, they write to each other. And oftentimes, Sally's kind of don't get returned because Jillian moves so often. She's kind of like a gypsy. (laughs) Right. I mean, she's always in a different place, in a different state, with a different man. Mm -hmm. Um, And I really feel like she's escaping. She's trying to escape something. Like, she's running away constantly. Mm -hmm. um, And never really settles. Right. And so she shows, until she shows up at Sally's door, and I think it makes me think of, like, in a movie when there's, like, a dripping wet figure at the front door when they come in from the rain and it's just, like, a shadow of a person. Mm-hmm. I can imagine it's, like, what Sally processes and is, like, what in the heck is this? Right, right. 
And so she gets there and she, and of course, it's not like, hey, miss you, sis. Right. It's been a decade or more. It's like, hey, so I've got this man in my car. He's my boyfriend. (laughs) Um, And he's a little bit dead. Right. (laughs) If my sister showed up at my door, I'd be like, Sam, nope, you got to take him back to Florida. Like, like I don't even know what to tell you. And and Sally kind of tries to do that. She's, but... So I wrote down, Sally seems unimpressed and uninterested, (laughs) which I think is totally like, it just made me chuckle a little bit because, I mean, if somebody came to my door and was like, my boyfriend's in the car and he's D-E-A-D. If you did that to me, I'd be like, what the heck? (laughs) I mean, there would not be just like. What do you want me to do? Okay. I would not be just like rolling my eyes and like, okay, like. When people are like, you're my ride or die. They'd bury a body for me. No, I would not. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, no. Ange. No, I would not. Um, but she. I think the greater issue is that she's like, how could you? You just come here and expect me to like help right. you with a dead body, like right? No, when you hello, haven't seen no me in forever, no nothing, right? Um, and so they kind of fight about that, and I think they don't speak for some time because, or Sally doesn't speak to Jillian. And Jillian's kind of trying to kiss her butt. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Um, and then Kylie kind of an interjects in the script of the novel of being like, I want to be just like Aunt Jillian. Is this before or after the body is taken care of? Can we talk about that? Because I thought that was right after. Oh, why didn't I write that down? So they just, the girls decide, Sally and oh, Jillian. I don't know why I didn't write that down. That's weird. I was like, wait, was that before yeah, or after? So Sally ends up helping Jillian dispose of said body. Yep. So they decide to bury him. In the Bo- backyard. Boots and all. In the backyard. In the backyard under, what was lilacs. it? Lilacs. A lilac. Those are like one of my favorite flowers. They're so pretty. I love the smell of lilacs. I actually have room spray of lilacs. <laughs> <laughs> so they decide to bury him under this lilac bush. And the lilac bush flourishes like it's it's when they say it's like magic, like it's like magic. Like you would expect yes. a plant to maybe pull some nutrients for, from something. Maybe like, I don't know. So and like I was going to say with like in the funny thing, though, is that lilacs are very fruitful. Like you can't kill lilacs. I mean, no pun intended. <laughs> <laughs> But like I mean, we used to have them at my at my house where I grew up, and then my grandmother had them, oh, nice. and we've like chopped them down to like nothing, right to the root, and they just come back. I mean, it takes oh, cool. them a little while, right? But they just come back. Maybe I need lilacs because I cannot keep plants alive. I love lilacs, um, and so it's but it they, they describe this as like. It's like busting at the seams. Right. It's taken over the backyard. Right. And so much so that neighbors are coming and staring at and smelling. You could smell it a mile down the road, all of the lilacs that are growing now. Um, And and Sally's a little like, oh my gosh, this is going to draw attention. And this could be a problem. And I think they try to trim it and then it just. I mean, this, and that's sort of the nature of lilacs, though. But this is, like, tenfold. Right. 
And it's so much so that Jillian, so Jillian and Kylie share a room because now Jillian's kind of stuck there. Right. Like, you're going to stay here if I have to house your dead body. Right. And Sally's not speaking. Um, And so, but Jillian's almost like traumatized by the smell of lilacs. Like, it makes her like Right. Sick. Well, she knows. Right. It's like a haunting smell for her. Right. And the boyfriend's name was Jimmy. 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 Which is, can I just <laughs> Like that's like every bad boyfriend thing, <laughs> Jimmy. I mean, I never had a bad boyfriend named Jimmy, but I just feel like in everything, it's like that bad boyfriend Jimmy. Right, <laughs> right. Sorry to any Jimmys who listen. <laughs> I hope you're not a bad boyfriend either. Um, but Sally gets upset with Jillian after she gives Kylie this like bracelet. So they like really cling on to each other because I mean they're living in the same room. How do you right. not like bond? And what right. did she expect? But Sally was also like, where else am I going to put her? Right, absolutely. And I think that Jillian <clears throat> is helpful to Kylie in some ways. And I think that in some ways Jillian can be damaging yes. to her because that because she is self-conscious, because she's like blooming at 13 years old and kind of trying to figure herself out. But now she's attached herself to this aunt doesn't have the greatest track record mm-hmm. and can learn a lot of bad habits from. Mm-hmm. And Sally feels like Jillian is now interfering with her parenting. Right. Right. So much so that Jillian takes Kylie out for her 14th <gasps> birthday. Yes. And doesn't talk to Sally about it. Nope. And so Sally has like this big like dinner plan. At a restaurant. Right. And so she's waiting and waiting and waiting for two hours. Right. Oh, my gosh. And Sally and, I mean, Jillian, like, comes home with Kylie. And she's like, la, 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 la. Oh, we had such a great time. Right. Um, And so they argue. Well, and they come in. Okay, let's so let's say this. So they were at a restaurant. And Jillian struts in two hours late. And Kylie's best friend is there, and her mom and sister are there, and she just strolls right up to the table, and she chopped her hair off and dyed it blonde. And she was like, dark, dark hair. And so she chopped it all off and dyed it blonde, and Jillian thought it was a great idea. And while Kylie loved it, I think that's where Sally was like, you have crossed a line, this has gone too far, I'm going to pause because I just watched you stir your drink with a <laughs> with a pen. <laughs> Sorry, guys. I didn't want to interrupt. Recording. I mean, you can you can cut that out if you feel like. I just was like, no, you're good. <laughs> gives us some. Listen, this is a Halloween episode. We have to be a little. A little weird. Uh, but yeah, so I, uh, but I would totally feel like that. Like if my sister took Sarah and chopped all her hair off and dyed it. Oh my gosh. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I got a, I got a story. <laughs> Mark that. Um, my mom, when my mom married my stepdad, John, she spent several weeks right after they got married. Their honeymoon was te- their honeymoon in loose terms was in Virginia. They had drove down from Virginia to from New York. And really, they were like house hunting because that's where John was stationed was in Virginia Beach. So, my mom's good friend, Colleen, is that right? Yes, Colleen. I was like, is it it Kim or Colleen? 
um, Colleen had several children, and she was a really good friend of my mom's. And so she left Philip, my brother, myself, and my sister Samantha with Colleen while they honeymooned and house hunted. And it was June. They got married in June. So they come home, and I only remember bits and pieces of this. Like, it's a weird time for memory, I think, when you're a kid. Like, I remember that there were Jack and Jill closets, and so you could access one bedroom to the Uh other through the closet. Um, I have weird little clips like that. Mm -hmm. Um, But so my mom came back to pick us up, because I think they'd been gone like 10 days or two weeks. They'd been gone a long time. And... She sees me, and she sees my brother, and she's like, oh, where's Sam? And Colleen's like, well, she's right over there. And she's like, where, where is Sam? And she's like, there, that's Sam. Kim had put sun in, in my sister's hair. And my sister, who had medium brown to dark brown hair, was now white blonde. And my mom did not recognize her from the back. Oh my gosh. And my mom was livid. I bet. Like that would that would threaten a friendship, I think. And I was just like, so when I said that, like, if my sister took my daughter and bleached blonde her hair, and then I was like, Oh my gosh. My mom's friend did that to my (laughs) sister. Oh man, sorry. I totally sidetracked on that. Fine. But I just it it just had an epiphany and I just was like, oh my word. Well, and I think that that's I mean, that just goes to show like Jillian's character, like carefree, free right. spirited, like What's the big deal? Uh, you know, she loves it. Right. Um and so when they get home, Jillian shows Kylie the backyard. Mm. As if you couldn't see it, right? Right. Or smell it. <laughs> right. And um, we learned then that Kylie has some magical powers. She's got some, um, what's it called? Uh, Like intuition, maybe? I'm trying to remember what the word is. Well, I guess the next session is maybe the right word. Clairvoyance. Oh, yeah. Yep. um, And she sees a man in the lilacs. She does not see lilacs. Oh, yes. She sees a man there. Um, and he tells her that he's ready to pay. Or he's ready for someone to pay, excuse mm-hmm. me. Yeah. And she doesn't understand what that means, because she's like, Whoa, what? Who's this guy in my garden? Right. Um, I've got crumbs everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I will say this. The the tart, the pay, like the crust is really kind of flaky, and that bread sticky thing is like puff pastry so it's just like layers that crumble Some messy snack yes mm. it's so good it is really good <laughs> sorry guys <laughs> but yeah so kylie has this moment where she's like yeah she there's a man there man. right so third section Clairvoyance is what it's called. So now the house starts to get a little weird. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Seems to be a little haunted. Yeah. By some spirits. Things are moving. They get lost. Yep. Windows would be open. And she's like, why is that open? Right. And random stuff was like missing. It wasn't even like. 
important stuff. Is it scissors? Because scissors are always missing in my house. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, there's two drawers that have scissors. Why, why are they all gone? They're always missing. And so then we meet a new character. A new man. Yep. Ben Fry. Oh, yes. And he is trying to court Jillian. He has a crush on Jillian. Who, does, who doesn't have a crush on Isn't he on a teacher at the school? Am I making that up? No, there's another person. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I gotcha. Um, but she's, like, uninterested. She's too, like, caught up still in Jimmy. Well, and, and, she's, and she said, I, I'm not getting involved again. Like, hard no. But she is hella attracted to him. Right. She's and like, because Ooh. she has this, like, glow and this thing about her, he is, like, head over heels. And actually... Yes. He sees her in the restaurant for the first time, mm. and he immediately is, like, head over heels. Mm-hmm. And so now he's, like, coming around all the time. Are you sure you can't date me? Like, can I can I woo you? And to me, it's almost a little stalkery. Yeah, it's a little I've, creepy. I've said no. I've said no multiple times. Leave me alone. Yep. She and gets she, there. And she does tell him that eventually. But I'm like, when is enough enough? Because I thought no me- meant no. The eye roll, just now. One would think. One would think. I think maybe maybe 25 years ago, maybe that was a little more acceptable than it is today. But, like, today, it's a hard no. No means no. Right. No Pesco. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> wow. <clears throat> so, Antonia now also is getting boy crazy, and she's got a crush on Scott. Can't read my writing. H. <laughs> Scott. Last Scott. name not important. Um, Kylie is the only one who can see the man in the backyard, as we can see. Yeah. And he is causing all of the bad things to happen. And she knows this. Right. She's put it together. But she's terrified to talk to the family about it. So Sally and Jillian fight are fighting constantly, of course. And Kindly finally is like, stop. And, like, this is what the man wants. The man wants you to be at each other's throats and. Right. Like, stop. And they're all like, wait, what man? And so that's when they learn that um, Kylie can see Jimmy. Yes. And then they need to figure out now what to do. Do they tell her who it is yet? Mm, I think they're just not, I don't think they have that conversation no. quite yet. No, because. No, cause, because Kylie goes out to the garden. Oh, Kylie goes out to the garden and there's toads everywhere. Right. And one followed her. Into up, the house. Up the porch and into the house and like burps out. <laughs> I, I don't know how uh, how better to Thank this. God I didn't take a drink at that moment. Why are you drinking? <laughs> um I don't I don't really know a better word for that. He like regurgitates. I I don't know. He spits out Jimmy's ring. Yes. And Kylie's like, "Oh, that's kind of cool. I don't know why you just spit that out, but that's kind of a cool ring." And so she does she rinse it off? I don't think she rinses it, but she puts it up on a plant on the windowsill. Uh-huh. And she's like, mm-hmm. "That was weird." But then she kind of just doesn't moves mention along, it. Moves along, right. She just moves along. Um, 
But yeah, so she has that conversation like, nope, he just wants you at each other's throats. And so Sally and Jillian kind of say it's time to call the ants. Yep. And then we learn some kind of backstory to the family. Well, and this officer shows up. Well, that's not yet. Oh, sorry. So we learn about Maria Owens. And she, I think she is the mother of the ants, if I'm not mistaken. Or the grandmother of the ants. Something Something like like that. that. And she was an interesting person who came to Massachusetts. She followed her... um, child's father to Newburyport and he was like not interested in her at all anymore right and he kind of has this like other life and she like it's a very kind of tragic life actually um so Kylie finds a portrait of Maria in her room and puts it up like behind Jillian's bed is it Jillian's or her behind her bed um and Kylie kind of looks like Maria. But Maria's kind of maybe the start of some of this magic oddness in the family. Right. Um, and so it creeps Jillian out. And she is like, I don't want that there. And they get rid of Jimmy's body. I forget. Do you remember what they do? To get rid of him? I just have Jimmy is no longer at the house and all seems to be calmer. Oh. I think they just kind of... I didn't think they dug him up. I thought he was still down there. Well, they tried to kill the plant. Right? Remember, Mm -hmm. it became all thorns. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But I don't remember... I wish I I remembered. I don't have it written, so it mustn't have been... Maybe it just isn't... It's kind of like he's just not there anymore. Maybe that's how it was. I'm trying to, I'm flipping back through to see if I can, to see if I can see it. Because they, they were going to go to the ants after all of this stuff was happening. They were going to go to the ants house. And finally she's like, we're not going to the ants. They're coming to us. Like we can't leave. I'm, I'm stuck. I can't find it. Because Jillian says, I don't want to go to the aunt's house. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> I know, I'm trying to like. I'm trying to find it's it. It's like the middle of clairvoyance. So there was a break, I think, and that's where it talks about Maria. Okay. Oh. Well, I'll kind of go and you can clarify for us. So Jillian decides that she's going to date Ben. But she also is having these, like, bad memories of Jimmy mm-hmm. and the bad things that he did to her. But they are in love, Jillian and Ben, and she feels, he's good for me. Right. And it takes her, I think, a little bit of time to, to let her guard down because because her last relationship ended so badly. <laughs> To Yikes. say the least. Right. But I think so. I think she's very guarded because she's scared. Mm-hmm. Which, I mean, I don't blame her. I mean, relationships are scary. Right. And so I think um, when she just <clears throat> kind of lets her guard down, they really are They really are in love and they're good together. Mm-hmm. 
And so, but Kylie becomes jealous because the more, the closer that Jillian and, and Ben get, <clears throat> the more Jillian stays over at his house. Right. Um, or goes over there and spends like long periods of time with her, with him. And so Kylie gets jealous. But Kylie's also having a lot of like experiences. And we learn that she's basically an empath, that she starts to feel like what other people mm-hmm. feel. Um, and so she decides her friend that was at the restaurant, Gideon, who's a little odd. He's kind of a strange boy. Right. Um, but but she he's des- her best friend. You know, right. They're best, best friend. friends. But she decides she's going to make him his favorite cake um, and bring it to him because they had stopped talking because um, something happened between the two of them. And I can't exactly remember. It wasn't. It was one of those like teenage fights where you're like, that was dumb <laughs> right that was dumb um, what, what's happening right but they stopped talking for a like elongated period of time um and so on her way there are two guys that leave the tavern and they start to chase her and taunt her and oh my harass gosh. this her. freaked me out yeah it's really scary this this part is kind of <laughs> well truly... i mean well and the i think what makes it the most difficult to read is that it's a, a real life scenario. Like right. It can happen absolutely. To someone. It totally happens. So they don't get to her, but they're um, chasing her. I mean, hard. Like one of them falls and she's like, Oh, thank God. And then, but the other one like right. keeps on and she like throws and the they're cake making sexual and, comments. And she right. knows that if they get to her, she, they're going to rape her. Right. Um, but she makes it to the ice cream parlor where Antonia works. Um, and she, like, helps clean her up, and Scott is there. They're, like, flirting, but she is, like, I have to take care of now's, my sister. Now's not the time. Right. right. And so, um, and this brings them, I really liked how this brought them together, like. Right. But it's so much so that Sally's, like, what is going on with these two? Because they're all of a sudden wearing each other's clothes. Right. And, they're two peas in a pod. Right. <clears throat> but secrets will do that. Right. And so Sally gets really depressed because of this, I think, that they, like, don't need her anymore. She kind of refers to, like, nobody oh, needs yeah. me. And so she gets dep- depressed and then refuses to get out of bed. So Jillian comes home, and she's like, get out of bed. We're we're making margaritas. Yes. And hence, they have, like, a pink. Hence pic- our margarita. They have a pink, like, a picnic in the backyard, don't they? Yes, or they do. Um, and so then, like. All is better for a little while. <laughs> right. Um, and so then we come to the last section of the book, which is levitation. Mm-hmm. And it starts out that um, Kylie's friend Gideon's mother is getting married and they have to move. So he has to go to a new school. And he comes and tells Gideon, but <clears throat> he comes and plays chess with her. And this is sort of their, like... Make up. Forgive and forget. Right. right. Moment. Um, and, you know, Kylie's like, well, we can still see each other, right? And, you know, so they have those, that, like, conversation. Right. And this is when they're, they're getting ready to go to the ants. They're packing the car. Jillian's okay, not coming. Yep. But they're packing the car. Yeah, she's like, the ants don't want to see me. I haven't been there in <clears> such right. a long time. And, and Mr. Gary Hallett comes. Oh, yes. And so, so Gary's a detective in Arizona, mm-hmm. and he's been looking for a James Hawkins. Yes. And I don't remember. Oh, 
so he, because Sally had written to Jillian all of the time, mm-hmm. he, in his search for Jimmy, has come across a letter addressed to Jillian, mm-hmm. and he knows they are connected. Jimmy and Jillian are connected. Um, and so he f- realizes that the girls share the same last name, and this must be a relation, and if she sent it, maybe that's where Jillian went. I find him slightly creepy in the fact that he's, like, falling in love with Sally just through her one letter to Jillian. Yeah, that's a little odd. (laughs) But in any case, I mean, he's kind of had a tragic life, too, because his parents died when he was younger. Um, And so he's from the attorney general's office and is investigating something that involved Jimmy. Um, And so... Sally tells Jillian about Gary because he arrives at the house and Jillian takes over to try to hide what is actually there. Oh, right. Absolutely. But Gary doesn't believe her. Right. Absolutely not. Um, So what we find out is that Jimmy was selling bad drugs to, I think, teenagers, right? Or just college students or something. Yep. And three people had already died. So they're trying to say, like, oh, I left him in Arizona. Like, I don't know where he is. And Gary's like, well, hmm, isn't that his car? (laughs) Right. And they're like, oh, well, he let me take that. So Jillian just kind of, like, goes with the flow with this conversation. And as Gary's leaving, because they serve him, like, coffee, and Gary's, like, so we have his thoughts, and he's, like, oh, gosh, she's so beautiful, and I love her, and I think I'm in love with Sally. Um, And as he's leaving, he sees Jimmy's ring, his infamous skull ring. Yes. And they're, like, oh, we don't know what that is. I don't know where that, that came from. Where did that come from? Right. Um, and so she and Jillian, after Gary talk, are like, Sally's like, I can't, I can't lie to him. I just, I don't feel right about it. So she goes to the hotel where Gary is staying. Well, he takes the ring with him, doesn't he? Uh, possibly. I think uh. they let her take it. Let him take it. I don't know. Um, and Jillian is, like, super anxious and kicks everyone out. She's like, get out, everybody get out, 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 out. Right. Well, and it, so I just saw, I, because I'm browsing our book, too. Um, so Gary sees the ring, and Jillian's like, that thing's old, and it's probably been there for a million years. And Sally's, like, in shock, leaning against the refrigerator. She doesn't want to lie, mm-hmm. but she doesn't want to tell him where it came from. Right. Um... And so Jillian takes the ring and she's like, oh, cool. You should probably keep it, blah, blah, blah. And Gary's like, well, great, thanks. Um, And he takes, he puts the ring in his pocket and he says, he's thinking that Sally's sister is really good at this and she's probably aware of Jimmy's whereabouts. Um, And he said, Sally probably doesn't know anything. Maybe she's never even seen the the ring before. Um, And I think that Gary's disappointed because Mm -hmm. I think, one, he wants to keep, continue a conversation with Sally because he's intrigued by her. Um, but I think he's disappointed because maybe she's not being honest mm-hmm. and that's disappointing. So the next thing, so 
I think what I forgot to write in my notes before about Jimmy being gone, like his spirit was gone. Right. Because in my next note, it says Jimmy's body starts to become unburied. Yes. Oh, yeah. Like his they find a boot. Shows. <laughs> a snakeskin boot. Or as Jackson would say, there's a snake in my boot. <laughs> okay, can I just say, so Kara's little one, Jackson, uh, really loves Toy Story right now, but I wasn't aware of that. How I wasn't aware of that, I don't know, because he's at my house four days a week. But a couple of weeks ago, he kept saying, hat boy. I went hat boy. And I thought he was saying cat boy. <laughs> which is PJ Masks. Which is a kid's show called PJ Masks. There's a character called Cat Boy. Until we were browsing Disney Plus and I found Toy Story. I was like, ooh, we should watch this. And he's like, Hat Boy. And I was like, oh my gosh, that's what you've been trying to say this whole time. So right now his favorite thing to say is, there's a snake in my boot. Or a nake. A, a, nake. a nake. A nake in my oh, boot. Oh, this baby. I can't stand it. <laughs> so Sally goes to the hotel and waits for him to come back. And the hotel person's kind of weird. Um, oh, yeah. And also, Jillian's like, you cannot go after him. Do not follow that man. Like, this can only end badly. Right. What are you thinking? Right. So, while she's waiting, she thinks about how her parents died, and Gary starts, like, walking in her direction. And he just gets in her car. Right? Like, what are you doing? Excuse me? <laughs> And neither uh, one of them are like, this is a bad idea. Right. Can I get in your car? There's no <laughs> questions. He just gets in. No. So, Sari. T- Sat Sari. <laughs> uh, oh, gosh. Sally tells Gary that Jimmy is dead and asks him to forget about what happened. Like, he's dead. He's not going to hurt anybody anymore. Right. Just forget about it. And they start making out. <laughs> Hot and heavy. I mean, I think, doesn't he start, like, getting on top of her? Or does she get on top of him? I don't or? even know. It's weird. It's, uh, yeah. It's, it's tra- like. There's no transition. I mean, I don't know, like, how you have it this conversation. It goes from stranger like, to almost having sex in a car. Like, I just. Uh, right. It's, oh, yeah. Yeah. It's just interesting. And she's like, no. And then all of a sudden, it's like, no, no, we can't do this. <laughs> Get out of my car right now. I mean, it's that dramatic in the book, too. It's like soap opera. <laughs> it is. Um, and so that uh, Sally comes home, and they call the ants to help them with Jimmy's body. Right. And the ants Well, then... and Jill, they tell the girls. They tell Kylie yeah. and Antonia, look, this is what's going on. That boot, that was Jimmy's. That ring, that was Jimmy's. Right. Um. Yeah. And then we learn the ants... Names. Oh, and then the, and so then they talk about that the all the whole lilac bush has turned to thorns. Yeah, it's twisted and dense, and there's wasps' nests, and um, they have just grown unruly and taken over, just like Jimmy. A thorn in their side. Yes. <laughs> yes. So one of the ants' names is Bridget, but they call her Aunt Jet. Mm-hmm. And she's, like, super glad to be there with him. She's, like, excited. And um, Jillian, so Jillian had given him an herb to try to kill him because he was abusive. And the ants say that the herb didn't kill him, that they just, 
it just like arrested his body basically, but his spirit was still alive. Right. If that makes kind of sense. And so they have to find a way to get rid of the body. And in the process, creepy old Ben comes over and the ants approve of him. Thank the Lord. But it's kind of <laughs> like, okay, now you got to go home now because we got some business to do. And they use, so they have this like potion making like ritual and they make a potion to get rid of the body. And Oh, yeah. Well. Yeah. And it fasts forward to Thanksgiving and they had they go all of them are in Massachusetts at the aunt's house for Thanksgiving, but Jillian and Sally cooked rather than the aunts, I think. Is that right? I think so. That? Um and then we find out that Jillian and Ben are married and um Gary like kind of um uh, makes it appear that another body is Jimmy and declares him dead and right. that he died in a campfire. So he covers up for them. Right. Absolutely. Um, and Jillian calls Gary to come and court Sally since they both like each other because it's that right. obvious. Yeah. And, and, and um, so Jillian's like, what? And so Sally's like, you know, what? who, th- who she thinks is Gary um, and then Jillian's like, well, look who he, look who's here. And Sally says they did it with the dove's heart. Like the ants concocted something to like make him come to her. Mm-hmm. And Jillian's like, they did not, they didn't have anything to do with it. Um, but it turns out that Jillian had called him the week before <laughs> and asked, what are you waiting for? Like, what are you doing? If this is where you're supposed to be, you should just come here. Um, and so I love the last line because it says, and after all of that, Sally, Sally Owens knows for certain, always throw spilled salt over your left shoulder, keep rosemary by your garden gate, add pepper to your mashed potatoes, plant roses and lavender for luck, and fall in love whenever you can. Which is sweet. Aww. I think I think she, because she had such a hard time after her husband died, I think she was very much n- not looking at all mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. to. I think she was like even more so than Jillian was about like being hurt in a relationship so badly that you're like, I'm good. Like this was right. Like to the extreme that Sally was like, I'm, I'm not putting myself through that. I'm not going to get connected for a person just to be ripped from my life again. Right. And I think Jillian too, because she had her guard up after Jimmy, like it was such a bad relationship and it ended unfortunately the way that it did. She was very much in the camp of nope, not doing that again. Right. Right. Which, um, which is smart. I mean, if her, if she's, I know that some people have a type. (laughs) Yes. I think Jillian has had a type. And she didn't really trust her own judgment anymore and was like, nope, I'm not, we're not doing that again. Um, And I believe people can change. I have friends who have been in terrible relationships and I'm like, I have a good friend and she may or may not be listening. And if she is, she'll know it's her. Um, She has been in several very bad relationships, like abusive mentally and physically. And the nicest guy tried to court her 
and like would bring her dinner to work and you know just uh, was the nicest guy and she's like but I am not attracted to him and now he's not an unpleasant looking man he's not bad looking he might not be her type but her type is 15 years younger than her um but he is the nicest guy and I said but if you just gave him a chance and let your guard down just a little bit I think you could fall in love with someone that right. might not be your type. Right. Your type clearly has not served you well. Right. And I think in this, Jillian's type has not served her well. It has damaged her. Mm-hmm. Um, and on multiple levels. Right, on multiple levels. And so I remember them saying something along the lines of, like, she didn't trust her judgment anymore, and that was part of why she didn't want to date Ben, because he was a nice guy, mm-hmm. or she thought he was a nice guy, but was scared. Mm-hmm. To move forward in that, which I totally can relate to. Right. I mean, like you said, new relationships can be scary. And mm-hmm. I can't imagine being, have gone through all of that with Jimmy. And then having some guy be like, I really, you're beautiful. Can I date you? Constantly. <laughs> can I take you out? Yeah, that's like, ugh. I'm like, can we have a restraining order? Because you're at my house right. every, every two, day. every couple hours. Right. <laughs> Um, I really liked this book, and when the, I was looking to see if there, there were any like good discussion questions, but they're kind of mediocre, generic. Um, but one of them was talking about like how she intertwines like reality and like this supernatural kind of reality, mm-hmm. and then also like blending that with faith, fate, excuse me. Um, and I think that that's why I really liked this book is while there's like parts of reality, there's also this like super fantastical, yeah. right? Yeah. And it's not cause I don't usually like books in the fantasy genre just right, because no, I have a hard time visualizing that because it's not real. But with this, I can visualize most of it and then intertwine some maybe lesser visual. Right. Like themes, and so I liked the book for that reason, right? And it was an easy read. It was an easy read. Well, I told you I finished, and I was like, "That was it." I know there is a second one. There is a second. What's it called? I couldn't remember. Oh, I don't remember now. Let me look. I wonder if the Kindle app says because I had it open. And then there's like short stories too. <clears throat> um, I sent it to you. There's so there's like little short stories. There are mini books. So one of them is the rules of magic. One of them is I think the magic hour. Uh, magic lessons. The book of magic is the second one. The book of magic. Oh okay. Yep. The book of magic. Um, practical magic number two. And then there's like little short stories that were like. Before the first book. So they're like prequel-ish kind of things. It's called Magic Lessons and the Rules of Magic. Oh, man. It was good. It was good. We struggled to find, like, good Halloween. Well, we really struggled to find good Christmas ones, which we'll talk about in a minute. But this was a good pick. I'm glad that we picked this one. Me too. Are you reading anything right now? I Always. Am. What do you? As the wrong question. The question should be. So I'm actually. What are you reading right now? Reading the second book of the Secret Book in, in book 
Secret Book and Scone Society. Oh, nice. Yeah, it's the Whispering Word. Oh, cool. It's very good. I'm I liked it. that one. Mm-hmm. I liked that one. I am rereading my, one of my favorites, Jodi Picoult. Oh, yes. I love her. It's called Leaving Time. Um, About a little girl whose mother has gone missing when she was an infant. And she is now like 11 and really wants to find her and believes that she's alive. And so she uh, asks for the help of one of the original detectives on her mom's case Ooh. and a medium. Oh. And it's good. I don't think I've read that one. Oh, I'll have to give it to you when I'm done. I'm like three quarters of the way through. Um, and I told you, most of my book time is car time, like car line or when we went to go see uh, my in-laws. I read on the way home and read on the way there and... It's just not, and it's it's nice, easy read. I love. They're just Jodies are always well. Minus the storyteller, that was probably the one that, that was, was not an easy read. If you did not read the storyteller, um, it was Intense. fictionally, um, but not fictionally based on experiences during the Holocaust, and that was a very intense storyline to follow with it's just really emotionally yes <laughs> draining it's emotionally but, charged i mean too. otherwise jody picolt is really easy and her she's just got a beautiful way of entwining real stuff with mm-hmm. and making you think yeah like even just like not not necessarily even with this one in the medium but there's another one called I read The Heart of the Matter, and that was a really good one about the death penalty. Yes. So she takes, like, society, um, like, big social justice kind of Mm -hmm. topics and puts a spin on... We read... I think we both read this one about the Amish girl. Yep. Um, I can't remember what it's called at the moment, but... um, So, like, it was a murder in the Amish, like... Community. community which was not common they don't they hardly ever apparently have murders um i'm trying to remember it's been such a long time since i've read a jody i have one up there oh that's pull it up. small great things that was a good one oh maybe it was a heart of a matter plain truth plain truth right small great things was really good i have that one but i have not yet read it oh that one made me cry because it was the last it was one of Ronnie's mom's books, and it was just oh, <laughs> it was really good. But I had that like so thrift books has an entire list of books by Jody Picoult, I'm and sure. I am, am unsure that I should even look at this because <laughs> I will want the ones that I have not read. Uh, Maybe we'll do another one next year. We already have our first one of next year. We don't have our Christmas episode picked out yet, but we have our next one for the first of the year. You'll have to wait and yep. hear about 19 that. Minutes, um, which I... Oh, I've read that one, I think. It was on Netflix, and that one was hard. I didn't even watch it because I just was like, oh. Um, because the opening is has a school shooting, and I just was like, oh my oh, gosh, I no, I can't I watch that. that one. Um, a Spark of Light. I have not read that one, but I have that one. The Storyteller, My Sister's Keeper. That was a good one. I have not read that one because it makes me sad. I've seen the movie. Yeah. Leaving Time, which is the one I'm currently reading. Mercy. not read that one. The Pact. I've read that one. Plain Truth. House Rules. I haven't read that one. Perfect Match. I read that one. Salem Falls. 
I can't remember if I read that one. No, I think that one's on my to-read list. Handle with Care. I think I read that one. That's an interesting one. Vanishing Acts I read last year was really good. Um, The Book of Two Ways. I haven't heard of that I one. I think that's a newer one. Lone Wolf, The Tenth Circle. That's a newer one. That, um... I haven't read the newer ones. This is why I well, need to read. Well, The Tenth Circle isn't... No, I read The Tenth Circle a couple, maybe three years ago. That's newer to me. Oh. <laughs> Change of Heart, which was really great. Yeah. Uh, Picture Perfect, Sing You Home. I haven't seen, I haven't read that one. Keeping Faith, okay. Harvesting the Heart, and Songs of the Humpback Whale. <laughs> what? Oh, I read My Sister's Keeper. And I read 19 Minutes. I read it in 2005 and 2007, y'all. Yeah, they're a long time. I don't time. remember that. Small great things I read. I did not read The Pact. The Storyteller, I did read Plain Truth. Okay. I read Leaving Time, but I don't remember that. That was 2014. Okay. So Songs <laughs> of the Humpback Whale. And actually, I rented it from the library because it was so new. Like, you could pay a dollar or whatever to, mm-hmm. like, have it quick. And I, that's when I got it because I was like, I love Jody Picoult. I want to read this. So Songs of the Humpback Whale. Ready? Okay. <laughs> the description may be from another edition, blah, 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 blah. Uh, Jane Jones has lived in the shadow of her husband, renowned San Diego oceanographer Oliver Jones, but during an escalating argument, Jane turns on him with an alarming volatility, volatility, I can't read right now, (laughs) why, why do we have me doing this, because I, I can't read, in anger and fear, Jane leaves with their teenage daughter for a cross-country odyssey charted by letters from her brother, guiding them to his Massachusetts apple farm, where self-discoveries await. Now Oliver, an expert at, trunking, at tracking humpback whales across vast, vast oceans, will search for his wife across the continent and find a new way to see the world, his family, and himself. The title really threw me <laughs> It's, I mean, I, I like her books because she's from New England, so a lot of them are, like, northern-based, and mm-hmm. so I can, I really struggle when I can't picture where something is. Right. And so that, like, it, and it's, sometimes you just need nostalgia, and so. Right. That helps. Yes. So I read this one, I guess, when it came out in 2014, is that what you said? Oh, gosh, that's all this, seven years. Let me see what it said. But I, I scored it on. 2001. 2001? 20 years ago. <laughs> that is not right. That's when it was published. That's what it says. You must have read a new, I, I, no. a republishing. Oh, maybe. 2001. I was going to say, because I didn't move here until 06. So I, I must have read it at least. Oh my gosh, I've been here that long. 06 is a long time. That's 15 years. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's a really long I was like wait not that's not 20 yes that's 20 years mm-hmm. 2001 wow yep I guess I like old books I mean it happens sometimes it's the goodie the oldie what is it oldies but goodies is that what it <laughs> says was that what the saying is uh, something but. So next time we record will be in December for our Christmas. We've got a couple of things slated that we're thinking of. We just have to make a decision. Yes, we're, we're kind of pondering between a couple of titles. And so 
we will, maybe we'll make a Facebook or an Instagram post and we'll announce our next read that way. Um, But keep an eye out on our Instagram, which is Instagram.com slash Books and Brunch. Um, We'll post, oh, Books and Brunch podcast. See, I don't even know. But Books and Brunch podcast. We'll post some pictures. We'll post the recipes today. Um, And then what's our Facebook page? I think, I can't remember exactly what it is, but it's the same handle as Instagram. So it's at Books and Brunch Podcast. And then our, inch, our, our internet, oh my gosh, our email <laughs> is our internet. <laughs> Books and Brunch Podcast at, email, uh, at Gmail. <laughs> Gmail. We're delirious. Dot com. Fine. It's the margarita. <laughs> That's what I'm blaming it on. Your, your cheeks are flushed, <laughs> like down into your neck. Uh-huh. <laughs> yes. That's it's, when it's been it's a good done day. Its job. <laughs> All right, guys. Um, enjoy and we will see you soon. Happy Halloween. Yes, happy Halloween.